live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Conspiracy Farm again. Joined, as always, by my co-host, the brains of the operation, Jeffrey Wilson. How are you, Jeff? I am fantastic, champ. Every day above ground's a good day, man. I'm a little shook, I have to say. Like most Americans, I'm a little shook. With Why the... would you be shook? You knew this was coming. Well, I did, but, you know, and I was trying to piece together a lot of the news over the last couple weeks, and I, you know, <clears throat> again, because I did have a sense that this was coming, and the desperation after the impeachment hearings, impossible false flag, et cetera, et cetera. But then I, you know, I heard all this news, man. This got released on purpose from Wuhan and all of this. And then yesterday, man, what really kind of shook me because the CDC, you know, the Center for Disease Control, you know, with their official, you know, when these official people start making these official statements of it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it just got me a little weirded out because I don't know enough real news about it and honestly i was thinking man we need to get george on because he, right, he he's right. he's so deep when it comes to this you know epidemiology and virology of this stuff um yeah so so i mean without uh, further ado yeah you know george pardos has been with us before a couple different times yeah he debated del big tree on one of our major major our one of our biggest episodes about vaccines incredible one he also uh, visited with us about the shooting the mass shooting in las vegas and george's Got an extensive background, former United or retired United States Marine, I should say. Also, a uh, a very well versed in in vaccines, immunology, um, infectious diseases, disposal of of uh, dangerous dangerous products and chemicals. Uh, he's got. He really has a very extensive background. Done a lot yeah. of research. Written a lot of a lot of. Uh, um, collected a lot of data, written a lot of papers uh, for a lot of very important people. So, George, you know, please add to what I said uh, about your credentials, and, and then we can move on with the show. So for your first-time listeners, I'm a research scientist, and <clears throat> what I've been working on for the last few years has been the damage that polyethylenes and phthalates have done to mitochondria. And when... We're doing, we, we have a lab that we're working with, and we work with about five or six different universities, and we run our data and our information through that they, you know, they check, and, you know, we, we work together. To, uh, it, it's a corroboration of information. If I can just say, and, George, before, before you, we get, keep going, and I've said this in other episodes, please don't assume everybody knows how big your brain is and all these terms, polyethylene, et cetera. If you can, just kind of concisely qualify what these terms yeah, are. I, I, I I'll break it down Barney style too. Um, <laughs> basically, one of our concerns was the damage that plastics are doing to our cells, and <clears throat> one of the things that is really happening, especially across different platforms, is the the plastic industry is really harming a lot of the of our cellular makeup. And one of the things that we've been trying to do, and we, we've had some moderate success, is finding some compounds that will heal or repair mitochondria damaged by, by polyethylenes, phthalates, and other toxins that are oil-based or plastic-based. And 
recently we've come up with a peptide mix that uh, along with uh, a, it's a pe it's a double peptide with a creatine bond that is once we have given it to mice and that's where we're at in our labs um, it has been shown to repair mitochondria at at the cellular level at about 46 percent and, and if you can so, kind of explain the the role of mitochondria and what that is essentially if you don't mind. well mitochondria is that you're building blocks of cells it, it it's the the basically your blueprint of how your your cells work and and it is the most basic of of the human whatever you want to call it the human system and once you start damaging mitochondria things don't work right it, it's kind of like driving down the road and you know, your exhaust falls off and, you know, once you're, right. it, it, you know, if a car, if a mitochondria was a car, then, you know, stuff starts falling off. Like your, your car, your exhaust falls off. One of your tires goes flat and you keep driving sooner or later, you're going to wreck. And that's what we've been trying to do. And so for the last year, what we have been testing is different kind of toxins and including a couple of vaccines. And our work has gotten some notoriety to the fact that this year we, I got invited to a conference with Robert Kennedy in May um, with Dell Bigtree, Wakefield, and it's, it, and it's the conference is on applied consent of parents and vaccines. Congratulations, and, dude. That's big. And you said Wakefield. Yeah. Please, please explain. We all know who Robert Kennedy is. We all know Dell Bigtree. Well, please explain who Mr. Wakefield is. Dr. Wakefield is one that came up with the idea that vac vaccines – cause autism which it, it's it, he, he, he there's a lot of of con conflicting information he's put out but basically says you know his whether you agree with him or don't agree with him he he what he's saying is listen we need to test vaccines now there's different approaches our approach is basically we don't i don't care what vaccines do i want to know why are people are in a predictive class that are having um adverse reactions because we know what penicillin does we know what vaccines do we know and let me let me hold you on for a, just a second let me stop you for a second you have to remember that when george got into the debate with del bigtree he was not pro vaccine or pro big pharma anything like that he was just pro science and look prove it to me scientifically i believe you and you were talking about you know building the data sets doing the tests right. we want the science to prove yeah. That, I, that what Dell was saying was was correct, right? I and here, and here's the one thing that I've I, I'm not either I'm not pro vaccine or anti vaccine. I'm not. All I'm saying is, listen, we we as scientists can prove what you bring to us. Give us the information. Let us test it. Let us get the pathology. Let us go in the lab. Let us run you know tests. And we've we've given that information to to numerous. Um, we've given it to behavioral labs across the U.S. We've we've contacted them and said, hey, listen, this is what I think is happening. We're testing more of it. Look out for this. Um, we've got we've contacted doctors, and basically what we have said is, there's a group of people out there that are worried about the health of their children, and, and all of us. And, and the only thing we're saying is, listen, we're we're trying to find a solution. Give us, you know, the opportunity to to, to give you a model that works, and so. In recent times, one of the things that we've have found is that toxins in our in in our human in human biology today, not not any time before, but in human biology today, are wreaking havoc on our immune systems. 
And that is one of the problems that, it, that is happening. And, and I think this is one of the reasons why people are so afraid of the coronavirus, SARS, um, any of the, the retroviruses, all of them, it's because we have compromised the, the human immune system across multiple platforms. Yeah. And that is, that is a, a scary, it, it, it does wake people up and it does scare a lot of people out there. Well, and again, man, when we were off air before we went on, I, it has freaked me out. Or maybe I said it when we were on air. I'm sorry. But, it, I mean, the information, trying to get the valid, valid information. For me, I, you know, I co-host a conspiracy show, and we've always heard this stuff about, you know, whether it's Bill and Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates, um, the, the, the Georgia Guidestones, et cetera, et cetera. So what are, your, it, what are your thoughts when you hear kind of, I mean, somewhat – I'd have to say, for lack of a better term, fear-mongering off something that's kind of based, you know, it's kind of a, just well, a flu right now with a 2% death rate. And let me, let me, well, go ahead and answer that question. That's my second part. Well, one of the things that's, that's concerning to us that people, and, and we had this discussion last week, is that the coronavirus is, what is different than, than some of the other vi viruses, it's uh, the, the COVID-19 virus, which is what we're dealing with, is does not change your RNA or your DNA RNA and doesn't change the proteins. Now, a regular virus, for those people out there, um, it, it transcribes your DNA, then changes your RNA, and then changes the proteins. This does not do that. What it does is it enters the host, your, you know, the whatever person is sick, um, it enters the host, and it causes inflammation in your air tracts. Now, to a normal 100% healthy human being, you're fine. No, no issues whatsoever. If you are susceptible to this virus, you're elderly or you're a child, then your immune system is compromised. And for some reason, the people in their 50s and their 60s are more, we don't know the answer to this, but the people in their 50s and their 60s are more susceptible to this. Now, maybe it's because over a lifetime, you've built up more um, you have more toxicity in your system. Your immune system is not, uh, your immunosuppressant system isn't working as well. Numerous things. But here, here's one of the, the, the prevailing factors that we have said, and because we studied SARS, is that people with the, the Neanderthal DNA, which, is, um, which we carry about um, Indo-Europeans, and up until you get to Iran, which, which is an interesting thing, once you get to Iran and East, Iran, India, Pakistan, um, Cambodia, Laos, and started going into China, they're absent of the, of the DNA from Neanderthals. And that is where the biggest outbreaks have been hmm. is people in the non, um, that don't have, uh, you know, Neanderthal DNA. So which, and, specific, which specific groups on the planet right now uh, have the least amount of Neanderthal DNA, and is that is that N one B one? I can't remember exactly. Um, it is. It, it that is one of them. It's the the Chinese, and the, the Chinese also have the Mo Mongolian E gene. Echo. Okay. It's called the. It's Echo. You know the E. Uh, it's and, funny because the sound echoed when you say that. So you're saying it's yeah. gonna it's gonna hit more prevalently in these areas, who China, yes. etc. Yep. Chinese yep. mainlanders, Mongolians. Uh, there are some in Africa, uh, also, right, George? I haven't yeah, seen. The, oh, okay. I was the map I saw the other day, which was literally from like two days ago, had nothing in one Africa. One of the yet. other, 
In no, Africa. I meant Neanderthal genes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Without, without Neanderthal genes. Copy that. There's yeah. a tribe in. There's a tribe in, in in in. There is a tribe called the Boom Tribe. M P O U M. That is in Morocco. They do not possess the the DNA. Okay. Sub-Saharan sub some sub-Saharan African tribes do, and okay. like the Ubuntu tribe does possess this gene. So hmm. one of the things that that is happening, and we're you know you look at it from, you you, you try to <clears throat> define the class of the people that are, are suffering from it. We've been we have I have looked at the at the data that's coming out from the CDC and the World Health Organization. Most of the people that are right now that are suffering, are suffering from because they are of that genotype. They they don't have the um, now we don't. I don't know what's going on in Italy. Italy is um, well. They shut down everything in, in Italy. The government has obviously, and, right. and they they have the Neanderthal gene over there. So uh, it's a false alarm. Wouldn't what, what I, the point I'm trying to get to here is um, there's a. It seems to me, George, that there's a much bigger picture going on here with with only the Chinese and Mongolians and a few other groups of people. North Korean, have Japanese, the, North yes. Koreans, and okay, Japanese. That, so, I mean, the Koreans and the Japanese. So, I'm sorry. So, not just the so North Koreans. Why? Why then? If we know this was created in a lab because this certain strain <clears throat> is attacking a certain DNA, um, which tells us it was most likely almost 100% created in a lab, right? Yes. Okay. So. We, we've already come to that, and, and again, we're joined by George Pardos, who is a, a research scientist that knows what the hell he's talking about. Um, was this a terrorist attack by potentially the United States government on the Chinese uh, economy, which has cost them hundreds of billions of dollars? If you looked at it, if, if you looked at it just from a science perspective and the people that it's affected, you, you'd have to say that, that you know, the numbers, they, they don't look right. And I'll tell you what, they don't look right. One of the things is that in China, if you take a look at the Wuhan province and you take a look at what happened in Hong Kong and you take a look at what's happening in Korea, right. it, there, you, you draw, uh, it, most of us have played darts. You, you draw a bullseye and you start going outwards, you know, in epicenters. Right. You know, you, you go into zones. And then you, and how you start going in zones is the infection zone the transmission zone. I don't know if you've here. Yeah. Um, if you go into the transmission zone, the infection zone, and uh, and and so one of the the things that we're trying to figure out is where it it is spreading much faster than just contagious than contagion. And so my issue is somewhere along this, they've either it has either been um, it, let's say, recreated, or it has been, um, I, I don't want to use the word weaponized because that's not the right term, but it, hmm. it, it has morphed into something that they don't, they don't know that they can control because now it's jumping continents and it's coming, it, it, it's not following any pattern. And when there's no patterns, 
um, that usually means that there's something artificial. I don't, it, it, do you understand what I mean? By yeah, that? no, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and another so, huge red flag for me, I mean, Pat, I mean, we, we've talked about it off air. You know, we've had multiple conversations with Bulgarian reporter Diliana Gaitanjeva talking about these biological okay. facilities I, that are we all need to go back. And, yeah, we need to go go over that. Definitely. The, the 21 well, facilities the, yeah, can that I, we have that encircle Eurasia that have perfected the ability to create viruses that attack based on specific DNA. Well, That's let me let me tell stuff, you. Let me tell you what research of hers we came across in, in one of her stories. Okay. Um, there's an H1 measles virus. Now, me and you had this conversation before. Um, the H1 measles virus is out of the Ukraine, and the problem with the H1 there's 14 different strains of the measles virus. B1, okay. C1. There, there's a, a couple. Of, there, there's 14 strains. You can just Google it, and it'll tell you. But the H1 virus is predominantly. Um, you, in Ukraine, uh, Romania, upper, you know, Bulgaria, Varna, in that area, and th and what's scary about that strain is that there is, you cannot detect it with a regular measles test. Now, mm. so far, it hasn't left the Ukrainian area. It, it's it's in that, you know, the Baltic mm. states, whatever you want to call that. It hasn't left that. And what's dangerous about that measles, um, that measles strain in particular is the incubation period is much faster. So you would have measles, you you would test for it, you would go to the doctor, hey, I'm not feeling good, my, my child isn't feeling good. You go to the doctor, well, you're all clear, they're gonna send you home with some maybe some Benadryl, some Robitussin, and then three, you know, two days later, you have a full-blown case of measles, and then what, you know, it, why didn't you pick it up? Well, you, because that strain isn't, um, you can't pick it up by normal tests. There's a special test you have to take. So okay. th that that's one of the, the concerns with it. And it's the same thing with, you know, with, with the way the coronavirus is spreading. The epicenter is Wuhan, but it's not moving out geometrically, which means that, you know, usually you have, like I said, a contagion area. Um, it's not moving geometrically. It's moving, um, you know, non-geometrically. So that means that somehow it is picking apart susceptible targets. It, 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 hopefully I, that, that explains the, the, the travel pattern. I, I, I hope yeah. that. Well, even well, I mean, now, go, it, and going it, back to kind of, like I said, the Diana thing, I, genetic specific bioweapons, are, is there a precedent for these kind of things to be created where the yes. same kind of thing affects people differently, some people not at all? Like you said, the Neanderthal thing, it's, well, it's called pharmagenomics, and and then the yes, the, the yes. problem that that is happening with it is now we're getting. Here's one of the things that happened with the Human Genome Project. We were able to identify certain genes. Like for example, you've heard me talk about uh, rheumatoid arthritis and the DRB1 gene deficiency. Well, one of the things that that happens is that causes autism in your family. If you have rheumatoid arthritis and you have a DRB one gene deficiency, there's a higher instances of autism in your family. Why? Because your immune system is wrecked. So that test has been, now that we're able to test for certain DNA and RNA, those, those kind of targeted diseases and targeted cures are, are coming more faster. And that's um, interesting you say that. I'm sorry to interrupt because I was just at dinner last night holding a conversation with a friend of mine who was an executive 
with a, a very large pharmaceutical company, and he's pretty high up in the company, and he was talking about the the uh, the pharmagenetics and that they are obviously developing drugs to treat people who have a uh, family history of certain certain diseases or or um, certain conditions to be able to cut that off at the pass and and give them uh, pharmaceuticals to to stop these things from happening, uh, cut it, you know, you know before, it, before it happens. And I found that very interesting that, you know, after we have laboratories that have created the, the, uh, the, the viruses that can kill based on specific DNA, now they're obviously creating things that can save you based on specific DNA. Exactly. Well, here's one of the things that happened this last week, and, and the Israelis are coming <laughs> out with a vaccine for it. But one of the things that we have studied, and one of the things that um, we have covered before, and I'm going to just give you a little breakdown. Um, we covered something called STI drugs, or they're signal transducer inhibitors. And those are basically what are targeted to stop cancer from spreading. And to, on this week alone, a, a doctor by the name of um, Hadia Nicole Green used a process that MIT had discovered uh, or had basically shared it was using nanoparticles to kill cancer so the the ability to be able to target <clears throat> certain molecules at the nano level is something we've never seen before it's it, 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 so heavy dude it's so yeah. heavy man <laughs> and 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 you you know you, one of the things that that bothers me and especially and i've had this conversation with some of your with pat some of your followers more so is that they're not studying the real science behind it. They're not studying, and, and part of it is because it is, they don't know where to look. They don't, you, know, you don't know how to go to a National Institute of Health and take a look, take a look at a research paper and, and how to actually um, metascribe the, the data into an actual model. Um, there's a, a, it's hard to have there, informed consent when no one's really informed. Right. And one of the things that, that we have been studying, and, and I've brought his, this gentleman up before, is there's an HLA project that was done by Dr. Chu, C-H-O-O. This guy is, is listening to him talk about molecular biology, nanobiology, and just um, nanoparticles, and the HLA, the human leukocyte antigen, is like watching Rembrandt paint. The, his ability to basically model the HLA well, here's one of the issues behind it. He has published some really good works, and no one is using them. I, I mean, they're they're really, you know, they've been cited in about 200 different models, but a lot of the people that could help are ignoring him. And I think that that's one of the one of the <clears throat> problems that that when people don't know the exact science, they fill it in with conjecture, and that hurts us all. I mean, it, it, or or could it be yeah. because there's no money in a cure? That, well, and there's you know fear. I mean, which look a at, lot of people have come to that conclusion, of course. Right. If there if there's no money in a cure, of course you're going to have people that are, um, that are you know they're just going to abandon it. Are you know one of the problems I have is that when people tell me you know I get into debates online, people tell me to get into into do my research, I you know, <laughs> when when I try to I I'll give you a prime example to your listeners because. Hopefully this explains. So one of the things we do is we buy genetically engineered mice uh, from a laboratory. And we have a, we, 
with each mice, it costs us about $14. So when we have to inject the mice, we have to put them under anesthesia. We have a little tube that holds them in place. And then we inject whatever compound we're testing into the vein in their, into their tail. Then, you know, we let the, the compound take effect. Um, usually sometimes it's, you know, we're, we wait 24, 48, you know, certain, depending on what compound or what toxin we're testing, it could be from anywhere from one to seven days that we go back and collect, um, genet you know, genetic material, blood samples, saliva. And I got into a debate one time with a female, a Karen, what I call. Um, You're so demeaning. So I, demeaning. So, I, I know. And her essential but, oils. Yeah. And she tells me to go do my research. <laughs> and I had, and that day alone, I'd injected 14 mice and went through 60 some pages of data sets uh, of data with cell structure going, okay, this is what the injection site looks like. This is the, you know, the, you know, the travel of the toxin and all this. And I'm like, I, I literally wanted to drive to her house and waterboard her in information. And, and, <laughs> and, well, that being a retired Marine, you probably know how to waterboard people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. That is the nap that I have. But one and of the apparently a good that, ankle lock too, from what I hear. Yeah, pretty good. I do have a good heel hook. Heel yeah, hook. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Um, but here, one of the problems, and, and and you know, I actually wound up talking to her later. One of the problems was that no one ever took the time to break, to simplify some of the information that she was getting. And well, one again, the, I mean, not to not to long win this because I, I feel what you're saying, and this is kind of what I started with. We don't have the right information. And it's and the, scaring and the, the shit out of people. So now let's, yeah, go ahead, George. But I wanted to, I wanted to get, we need to get off. Um, we've gotten off track on some other things, but, but we need to get back to the coronavirus the... specifically and how it's, how it's been spread, and a lot of the underlying things and some of the reasons that we have surmised of why it's happening. Hmm. Well, one of the one of the things that I, I, I that could be happening is that we. There's two re one, two reasons. One of them is you have a re and and this is possible. You have a renegade scientist or renegade group of that was working on this to say, hey, listen, this is, you know, we see if we can weaponize this. Number two, one of the one of the things that does happen is they they got in the lab, and part of it is that they got in the lab, they started working on it, they. They put this, you know, they put the the model together, and it acted completely different than what they thought it would. That's, you know, when penicillin was discovered, it, they discovered it by accident. Um, you know, this, I, I mean, seriously, I mean that, that that's the way. It was. And and I think what's what's happened in this lab because of the way that it's traveled is they came, they put this together by accident. They they weren't. In, they weren't planning on developing this. And <clears throat> number two is I don't think they 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 expected the, the lethality of it. See, to... I, I just can't I can't buy that, George, because of the reason of our past episode over a year ago with Diliana Gatanshaiva, who exposed, you know, the fact that we had twenty-five bioweapons laboratories that encircled Eurasia. Yeah. That the documents proved that we had we had uh, perfected uh, creating viruses that could attack based on specific DNA. And, and then you get, and, a, and you get, and this hold could on, all let be, my man this, finish. God, hold on, this could all be smoke and mirrors. You know, a Harvard scientist gets arrested 
uh, because he was working with with Chinese government officials and he got caught. I don't know what what he had on him, but they got him with uh, some sort of viruses or vials. Uh, he was arrested uh, in possession of this stuff. Now, remember during that episode that the scientists at all of our facilities had diplomatic immunity, meaning they could carry anything they wanted and you couldn't search them yep. and they right. could ship any and they could ship anything they wanted. And that those boxes could not be searched, just like our politicians <clears throat> are, are shipping shit all over the place, weapons and everything else. So, right. And, and that is my point is, my that point is, is, is that, and you already said 100% that this virus, because it attacks based on DNA, specific DNA, was created in a laboratory. This is not an accident, in my mind. It can't be an accident. No. Um, and, and why would the Chinese, where they, the Western journalism, uh, journalists start saying, oh, there's a laboratory by Wuhan that, that probably accidentally spilled some of this shit. You know that's... You, well, and, you know and, to, that's and to bookend this kind of speculative conversation, this is official news, and I'm just going to read this little chunk. Top U.S. public health officials said Tuesday that Americans should pay, prepare for the spread of a coronavirus in communities across the country. It's not just so much a matter of question of, ha- of will this happen anymore. It's a matter of when. And how many people in this country will have severe illness? Dr. Nancy Messonnier, I believe this is how you pronounce her name, the head of the National Center of Immunization and Respiratory Disease at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Who is and that person? Sister of? Who is that person? That is the single sister of Rod well, Rosen, former DOG, DOJ Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. It's speculation, uh, of course. Sister at the speculation, CDC of course. But, I mean... That doesn't make it a false flag at all. And it's not. I'm you know, you. We're, hey, Patrick, Patrick J., I'm just throwing that out there. It's it's possible. Well, look, you know, just chew on it. it chew it, on it. We but, know, we know but, this isn't natural. We know this thing's had a patent on it. Just, I'm just. Well, let me let me let me say this: is that there's also an organization out there called. Have you guys heard of Jason? No. Okay. Voorhees. Um, Jason. Jason. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm your underhook better be on point. All right. Um, Jeff, there, turn your computer. Turn your turn your camera on so I can. Uh, I, I don't have put my. You on screen. I don't have my camera up here. Okay, Jason is a group in the United States. It's called J A. S-O-N, is a group of scientists that, that, um, it, it, who dedicate a portion of their time to solving national security problems. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, one of them came out with an idea um, that we could weaponize smallpox. Now, don't believe me, Google it. You can Google who the organization is, and there's some prominent. Um, and what the problem with this has been with this disease or with coronavirus, especially COVID-19, is that it would easily be able to be replicated with, you know, all you're doing, all, the only difference between it and SARS is two, um, two connecting points. I mean, it's just, um, you look at it under an electron microscope, looks like a soccer ball with multi-connection points. Um, it would be easy to replicate it. Here, here's one of the issues behind it. Could they have been testing a biological weapon and it got out of hand? You're 100% possible that could happen. <clears throat> what, what I don't think, what I don't know, or I, you know, is if the CDC is scaring us into the United States to get more funding, 
or are they saying this realistically? But, because, but with this, nothing... such a low mortality rate, what what necessitates the fear so much? I mean, it's a bad flu, from what I understand. Well, it is. It, it's not a, necessarily a bad flu. It, you know, um, to some people, I'll give you an example. Chickenpox is not that bad to some people. You know, mm. it just depends when you get it. Shingles um, is not that bad, depending on how and when you get it. So. Um, mm. Some people's immune systems are compromised, and all of a sudden, I, I mean, if you had a measles outbreak, one of the things that, that, that people have argued about, and, and Pat, you guys have talked about this, is what happens if you, you say the government comes in and wants to um, immunize everybody in the population? That, that's um, what I said before we went on air, literally a year ago, from basically Trump, today. Trump, tr yeah, and Trump was just on TV talking about they're working on the vaccine for coronavirus right now. Well, and they're and they're right. able and they're able to get it sooner Pandemonium. than they anticipated. They're, they're, they're able to get it sooner than they anticipated. But no, a year ago from from this conversation, we were talking about the measles vaccine and how even in this small enclave or this small area in New York, you had to get the measles vaccine in order to go to certain places. And I right. said we are one, and it's not even brain surgery. But we are one outbreak away from mass inoculations, whether we like it or not. Well, and part of the, the problem with the way that this here, here's one of the issues with the coronavirus going back to it. It's the incubation stage. You could have it and not know it. That's that's one of the problems. For what, 24 it, days now, um, almost a month. I, I have not seen that. It I've went from 12. It went from 12 to 14 from what I saw, unless I'm right. mixing. Well, language. it's gone to. The incubation period has gone from two to fourteen, uh, from two days to fourteen days. So you could have it without that. And and by the way, not to scare everybody to go into, but those masks are pretty well useless. Um, that was what I was going to ask you because people were talking about how there's none on the shelves and like, well, I don't. They, well, there the the uh, the best thing to do is if, if you're worried about you know the trap, um, Clorox wipes will kill the virus. It's a, it's not a very strong virus. That that's the and, and here here's yeah, it the says on the back of the Lysol containers that yeah. Lysol kills coronavirus, right? Yeah. So. I mean, it's not a very strong virus. Here's here's the, really? our concern. Yeah, it says on the back of it. Um, it it's not a very strong virus. But it, here, here's the one concern that some of us that have studied this is that is this a test run? Yes. Well, that's what I that's thought. The, that's what I thought well, the and, measles and now, thing now in New talk. York was. I thought that was kind of a beta test, but I there could be that. more than one. Um, measles is, a, you know, here's the, the, no, one of the it's not even about measles. It's the willingness of people to accept whatever inoculation right. they're saying they want. No, you can't come here, so you need this. And and with fear, like we're seeing now, people are losing their shit, dude. I have a friend who's gone full doomsday prepper, dude. It's it's crazy. Well, now let's 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 talk a little bit more though, Jeff and George. You're even willing, I think, at this point now to go down the rabbit hole a little further. You're a research scientist, uh, infectious disease expert, all that good stuff. Um, but when you when you take the fact that we know it's created in a lab now because it attacks specific DNA, could have been uh, could have been an accident that it got out. But most likely, <clears throat> in my mind, I, I'm just thinking. Uh, most likely it was it was released to attack the Chinese economy or something even more diabolical. They're already washing and getting rid of billions of dollars of actual paper money in China. Uh, they're just burning it, getting rid of it because they feel that that is yeah. spreading or using that as an excuse. They're saying that that is spreading the coronavirus, the money, the, the currency. So they're just getting rid of it. 
and, and paper now does, it's coming to the United on. States and it's in Europe now. Now they're starting. the The media is is full blown. Uh, the people need to panic. Citizens uh, hunker down for disruptions in your country. Chaos. Things are going to go upside down. Airports. They were, they were literally they saying, a, "Have your work meeting." Have with your. Have so your... is this is this um, something as simple as a red flag to potentially collapse stock mar- stock markets and get rid of Trump? Uh, people might think that's crazy to say, but it's not crazy because we've been calling this for a long time. Yeah, is but it I mean, some, it, it, is it something to get rid of physical currency and switch us over to a new monetary system of digital currency? I don't what, know enough what, about that, but I will tell you this: in 1942, let let me let me say this: in 1942, the Japanese attacked the Chinese with the following: they they attacked them with anthrax, cholera, the plague, and it, and what's called what what the disease is called the rabbit fever. Now those pathogens, again, here here's one of the here. Now this is be even before uh, you had you know the human genome pro- project. The Chinese are susceptible to certain diseases. Right. And you know the Japanese attacked them in 1942. I don't know what you know. No one knows what the real. Um, um, no one knows what the real number is, but they, let's just say more than a little, less than a whole lot. But one of the one of the things, I mean, seriously, Pat, yeah. I mean, you, you, I'll start believing a lot more. You know, I believe my government a lot more when you tell me who the the, the lady on the grassy knoll is. You tell yeah. me her. The babushka? I, I, no, that's not babushka. Yeah, the babushka lady. You tell me who she is, I, I, I will. The babushka lady. But no, seriously, and, going to what you're saying. It, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But here, here's the thing. If you, you know, you break it down is that the, what, what the outbreak has done is that it's, it's attacked. You know, now, mine, okay, you've got one You've got one case in Greece. You've got 200 cases in Italy. You've got, like, two in Russia, four in Germany. You know, more people die in their bathtubs, you know, in those numbers. But where you have 77,000 just in Wuhan alone, that doesn't – that's not that's not an accident. So did mm. you, you right. know – did you manufacture this to attack that area? And, you know, Disney already, um, China Disney or whatever you call the, the holding company, has already lost $300 million. Um, and that's well, a- John Deere. John Deere had to shut down its operations yes. in China. They're losing. And, I, and, and, and this, day, this yeah. is going to make us realize how much, honestly, the Chinese through all of their kind of parts that have to transfer here for everything from right. phones to John Deere. That's why, they're, it, that's why I think it, to answer your question, Pat, it, I think it's it more possible, George. But, I, brother can't even finish his point. God damn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just saying, I mean, I think this speaks kind of to the larger. I mean, look at what's happening to the Chinese economy. I think this has to do with asymmetrical warfare that we talk about. When it happens, we have no fucking clue who's really doing it. And I think long game, this this chomps on that thing we talked about, the one belt, one road. I mean, this is a whole different economy they're trying to set up over there. And I think a lot of these things are being done to possibly undermine it. Who knows? Right. Well, you got so to is it, also, is it, too, that... Uh, you know, in 1995, the Japanese, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pushing the blame on the Japanese, but the the Japanese were able to weaponize sarin gas, um, you know, by in 1995 and, and, and killed a bunch of people on the subways. So they, the the idea that um, you know Chechnya used uh, chemical weapons in 1969, we you know we we have to follow some protocols. So I, I, I'm this is. 
one step forward to go two step. I mean, one step backward to go forward. Um, 1969, Richard Nixon signed a unilateral agreement that we can't weaponize bioweapons. Um, but like I said, in <laughs> 1960, in 1995, uh, you had the attacks in Japan. They, they, you know, weaponized sarin and look at how effective it was. Um, the Chechnyans did the same thing. Um, you remember in the, during Obama's administration, the Syrian war, you saw people going, you know, from basically um, there was a gas, there is a gas attack on, um, you know, there's video of it, of them using it. So I, I don't put it past somebody rogue or somebody that is, you know, you have a disgruntled Chinese um, scientist that just comes out and says, hey, listen, um, I'm going to create this. I'm going to let it loose. All he has hmm. to go is, and, and one of the things that we that we are leaving behind about this, and and this is where I, I go back to the DNA part from studying. There's a process called zoonosis. Now I've covered this before on, and I've tried to explain it. For the most part, Europeans are uh, because they suffered through the plague. Uh, the process of zoonosis is when um, animal bacteria or animal pathogens can be transferred to humans. Like, for example, the swine flu. And I, I showed you that article that one day, right? Remember yeah. where I... Um, so... My mother-in-law actually got the swine flu. Right. Um, and one of the things that, that has happened in China is they're eating certain... They're eating certain animals that the pathogens are... They are easily transferred from animals to humans that in itself makes them susceptible so you're when you take a look at, at the totality of circumstances of what's going on um this isn't acting as a normal outbreak like you know like the swine flu flu did a few years ago or the the avian flu outbreak this is acting more asymmetrical and it looks like it, it, it has a pattern of what a biological weapon would, would follow. And, and Jeremy and has talked repeatedly about, we know we're moving into asymmetrical warfare, and this is the type of shit we're going to see, and he was saying that over a year ago. And what, what's happening, you know, wh one of the things that's happening here in the, in the U.S. is that, we, you know, we do have the Neanderthal gene, most of us. I mean, you know, we do have a lot of Europeans are of European ancestry in the U.S., um, and that's going to protect, uh, you know, so we're not going to get these massive outbreaks. But at the same time, if they can use, if, if they can find a, 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 something to attack that is, you know, genetically coded, they, they can find another one. They can find one to, to target us. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, like That's I said, there's no ask. end. Is it, is it, is it the, the next, the next attack uh, specifically targeting us? It could be, you know, the, the difference is that most, one of the things that that is that has helped Europeans, and I'm not saying Europeans. I when I when I'm using Europeans as the Indo-Europeans, the you know the Neanderthal Europeans. Let let me say that, um, you know there are certain African tribes that are immune to malaria, so um, the Irish are not. Believe it or not, um, so you you have groups out there that with with the, with genetic makeup. You can target weak alleles. You can, you know, like I said, if you have a weak DRB1 gene, you're going to have rheumatoid arthritis. Well, you can exploit that. If you so, have. Yeah. 
Everyone run out and uh, do your 23andMe so they can target your punk ass's fucking genetic code, man. <laughs> well, and, and honestly, you, you think about this. I mean, you take a look at how many people have done DNA tests, and a lot of it came back, like, you know, with results that people weren't even... Um, <laughs> the white girl's know. like, I'm, I'm half Sudanese, <laughs> or whatever. Well, you know, one of... Um, one of the, the women that um, Vanessa Williams, prime example, she came back and did a, you know, did, you know, Miss America, 1984. And the only reason I always remember her is because we have the same birthday. Um, it was the, it was actually, that's it was the, the, it was, it was the, the only reason you'd remember Vanessa Williams. Oh well, my God, no, so I mean, worse. come on, let's keep it 100. The, the, the penthouse layout was well before the Miss America yeah. and that's what got her into yeah. trouble. But that's what I remember her for. God bless her. But uh, 11% of her DNA was from Norway. I, I mean, you think about that. It, and she was 11% Norwegian. Well, she and had so, like blue, bluish green eyes, though. I mean, uh, she, yeah. honestly, dude, me, I mean, I, my father being African-American, I believe some Native American, my mom who's adopted, I believe was Irish. I think we're all mutts, right? If you were to, like, do a test on all of us, aren't we all probably some, going back to our mitochondria, we have that, like, base of apparently an African gene or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, aren't we all kind of mutts? Well, it depends on where, it depends. So what, you, what you're talking about, here's one of the, the problems that DNA has come up with, is that it is it is destroyed certain models of humanity that we've held in high regard for the last, you know, academia has for the last hundreds of years. And one of the things that, that ha, has said is, how do you have a tribe in the Amazon that has the same DNA as the Aborigines in Australia, but nowhere else? I mean, mm. how did they get there? And, you know, that that's one of the DNA, you know, questions. How do you have, um, you know, there's a, a place in um, Mongolia that has DNA with people in Germany. How did they get there? Um, I, I mean, they're, they're just they're um, in Pakistan. There's a group of, um, you know, the, the, their DNA is Hellenic. So, you, mm. from, you know, it, they're Hellenic, the Hel Hellenic meaning Greek, right? Race based, Greek, right, Greek yeah. based. Greek and it's called the Hunza tribe, H-U-N-Z-A, and what they, you know, their DNA is Hellenic. So the, the, may, maybe a lot of the things that we don't know about humanity is changing because we're able to test DNA. The the danger part of that is every DNA is susceptible to something. Yeah, there's no, you know, there's no perfect DNA. Well, so I mean, for, when you get into these Simon Bar sinisters, though, man, I mean, when you extrapolate this notion of literally creating bio-specific or genetic-specific bioweapons, and I mean, they've been doing, like you said, the whole mapping of the genome, and it's really kind of freaking me out because I do believe, I mean, they, wow. <laughs> the the, the well, level of about, the level know, of intricacy yeah, of this weaponry now is well, scary, is beyond. The scary thing that you're talking about, Jeff, is another Hitler another Hitler comes along and wants to wipe out an entire race of people, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's possible. That that's that's. The... But I guess that's the whole point. If you go into our genetic race, if I mean, how are these Aboriginals showing up over here in South America, or whatever? It's like, how do you isolate who's who anymore, genetically? Right. Well, and one of the and one of the other issues that you you've got to come up with, and you know you've got to think about is, um, and and I want to I don't want to go I'm going to go down a rabbit hole that you guys haven't covered yet, but let's just say that you are a, I, you know I covered this in the in the debate with Dell, 
is that there was a black female that they used her cells to create a, um, what you call it, uh, a cure for certain diseases. Well, what happens, let's just say this, there, that one pharmacy, one you know, big pharma firm winds up having the only cure for a certain disease because of pharma genomics. Think about that for a second. The, because you know, they're going to patent it and own it. Well, you know, you take a look at and and, and I had a, a conversation with one of your one of your friends, one of your followers, and I don't, you know, and but I'm going to give you a prime example of this. Um, in twenty in in five thirty. 520 to 530 BC in, in Athens, um, the, the drug, the modern day drug, which is called colchicine, was invented or they came up with it. Um, colchicine has been around for 2,500 years. It, it fights gout. It's made out of basically tree bark. The gout. Um, yeah. 10 years ago or 15 years ago, an American firm patented a drug from 2,500 years ago. And now the pill went from twelve cents a pill to four dollars and fifty cents a pill to fight gout. Um, and what happens if you know if you have more and more pharmaceutical companies start patenting, you know, basically, you know, natural herbal medicines? Um, one of the things right. that that has been, and, and I'm not, you know, and Karen with her essential oils and all that, had, you know, <laughs> I, even though we beat her up. There are a couple of natural cures, like elderberry. There, there's a study that is came out that elderberry, you know, the the berries, you know, what I'm talking about, um, have a antiviral property, right. and there's like turmeric for inflammation. Yeah, it's like turmeric yeah. for inflammation. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, and so, what it's happens if um, give you another give you a prime example of this in, in Australia? They have a, a thing called the cuckadu plum which is in darwin of the northern territories it has shown the same properties as um a drug called retrovir which is used to fight aids now, now you don't believe me google this this is you know exactly. it, there's exactly. there it, it's there's scholarly articles out there um <clears throat> and one of the things that you know what happens if a pharmaceutical firm patents that process and now you can't even use natural um, – you can't even mm. use natural – Well, pharmaceutical <laughs> companies are trying to patent THC and CBD and everything else. Yeah. The, the beneficial properties of CBD and THC. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's, it, it, it's, um, it is actually – and that is hurting the process because one of the things that we've found out is that certain – that certain people have paradoxical effects to certain treatments. So if you are a person, I'll give you a prime example where I was talking about this genetically. If you have AB negative blood, you are not going to develop, you are not going to develop um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It, 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 the, the instances that of a individual with AB negative blood having non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is, it, it's like, it doesn't even register. That's how low of an of a of a rate it does. It, it's like right. a point. It's a point six uh, percent of their po of that population um, has that. I mean, it, it just doesn't happen. You know, you work it in reverse. What happens if you know you need you need to have a a certain treatment, and the only person that has it is with this antigen? Do you do you get do people get patented? 
and that, and that's mm. that is a scary you know i i mean that's it, that's it, stuff oh. that we, we have round tables and discuss this stuff jeffrey i mean is no is, i'm with it ha- clearly i did uh, the patent thing because somebody i mean right when this popped off uh going back to whether this was just like you know an accident or man-made i saw and I wasn't even aware that coronavirus is basically just a cold and how normal that nomenclature is. It's nothing unique. But there were patents. There were visual uh, evidence of, right. of the, the patents. Does that mean anything? I mean, does that kind of provide evidence further that this is something that was at least man-made, whether it was released deliberately or not? We know this isn't some just some accident of nature. I don't I, I don't know about that. I don't know if, it, if they patent that to, to make sure that it, it, it they, they control – the treatment for it but here's the thing that you know there's already four different companies around the world that have created a vaccine for it. one company is in um israel the other one is in um one of them is in, in you the you, you took kind of the thunder of my question so in in the uh in trump's trump's for a moment here in trump's um and trump's address tonight he was saying or his guy i forget his name um he was saying, "Oh well, we have a vaccine. Oh, sooner, sooner than we thought. Normally, normally it takes six, we eight, knew nine." We the to... vaccine was already. But ready that's to what go. I'm saying is that. So what is that? Out. I mean, now they're just like, "Oh man, this is going to be. We're going to be able to handle this way quicker than we we thought we could." As far as developing a vaccine, does not kind of go against? Doesn't it take a long time to develop vaccines? That's mostly no, something out of the is, book. No, because uh, SARS. You got to remember, uh, COVID nineteen is is only two branch chain connectors away from uh sars and um the the um avian the avian flu and all that so Mm. they've had 20 years of of studying this so you know the Mm. the compound they probably had say okay we need a dual branch chain to be able to attack the virus at this connector and that that is uh, it, it would surprise me if it took longer but what i what i what scares me about this is, did, was this a test run? That's that's my concern, because again, what, it was what a test run. Conditioning, conditioning of the masses to get the, used to the this. What, what part, is that what you're talking the, about? The conditioning, George? I think so. The the conditioning, or do you want somebody, you know, or do you want somebody in the Chinese government that, you know, why hasn't? Here's my question as as a citizen, not as somebody that studies this. Why hasn't the president of China or the prime minister, whatever uh, you know, Xi, Xi, come out and and address the the nation and say, "Hey, listen, we're working on this. We built hospitals. We put up a hospital in ten days to fight this." Why isn't he making any public releases? Yeah, why is, yeah. Well, and that, it, that's what kind of been my thing is as far as not being able to get much information. But people who talk about China's information and what they release, it's like if it's they say fifteen hundred, you add two zeros to it. I know that's being hyperbolic, but you know, no, it's more than that because if you say. If you take a look at, at, at the amount of... And I'm talking um, about people who've died, because that's really the kind right, of litmus I, test I mean, for I me. Think, I think the count is probably 150,000. you got to remember also, too... Um, You're saying 150,000 people have died in China? I, if I look at the numbers... There's been if, some leaks of, of yeah. numbers. What's, so what's the high. official number now? I don't even know. What, what's what's the From China, what's the official number? 77,000 have been infected. So, I, I think it's higher than that. I think you you got a couple a Chinese time. businessmen. A couple Chinese businessmen um, who have defected uh, have said it's 
They think it's in the millions. Well, like Trump people. said, 60,000 people die. 60,000 die every year from flu, which is a huge number. But yeah, I'm just that wondering. <coughs> that number's higher than that, Jeffrey. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. That's what I'm saying. Well, think about, How think can about you find this, out what's though. really now going on? In 1961, hold on. I, I want to bring something up about the Chinese. Okay. Because in, in 1961, they had a, a famine that hit, that hit the Chinese people. That's why you don't see very many 50 and 60... Uh, you don't see many 60-year-old Chinese in a, in a certain area. Um, in 1961, it killed 25 million. Um, when the Chinese, when President Kennedy, was, I read up on it, it's called the Chinese, the Great Chinese Famine. Um, when they were mobilizing so many troops to stop the spread of cholera, that the our Defense Department and, and the Rand Corporation thought that they were getting ready to invade. Uh, um, getting ready to invade Vietnam and they were we were going to use the nuclear option and that's how bad off it was and there's a greeting that they use Jesus. in China for those you know in that area instead of saying hey how are you it's have you eaten today so the the Chinese are are accustomed to using to losing mass numbers yeah, of, of sure. people and then hiding it the what what I've seen is, Number-wise, what they're saying doesn't add up. It, it, you know, it's just as a, as somebody is doing research on numbers and data sets, they're using second-level exponential smoothing. They're just, there's no way that it could travel this so, fast. So, so, bro, in game, in game, what are you saying there? So, from the epidemiology and not, and, and those numbers not making sense, all of this, what do you see as going down? Larger picture, two months, three I months down the road. I think in the next month you're going to see those numbers. Um, you're going to see official numbers out of China hit 150, 200,000 people. I think it's going to hit more than that. I think it's going to be, it's going to wipe out a lot of their older population. And I think it. it in, in, be- in Trump's thing today, someone asked him, like, do you think American, because they said the other day, American kids should probably not go to school. Read that shit, dude. This is what uh, Rosenstein's girl said with the CDC. And, and, and business meetings should be held telecommunication-wise. Like, that's literally well, saying don't fucking send your kids to school well, and stay about, home from think work. Think about the 1FC, uh, what, what Jeffrey's saying. Uh, 1FC, the one, one fighting championship, did a huge show in Malaysia in a 40,000-seat arena. And they had what? One person, one, not one person was in the crowd. Michael Chavello and his broadcast partner did the show by themselves without anyone in the crowd and they and they televised it worldwide to over a billion people uh because of of what's going on but here's what i want to ask you wow i didn't know that when jesus when it's not when it's not deadly to those of us who have the neanderthal gene and suddenly i'm on a plane because i travel a lot and somebody's coughing a lot and some cdc people some some scientists whoever climb on there and and do the do the whole false flag, and we got to quarantine everybody on the plane. And I go, wait a minute, it's not deadly to us. We have the Neanderthal gene. We shouldn't be quarantined. There's there's a lot of bullshit being laid out by the media here and by the government to the media right. to cause a lot of fear and a lot of business breakdown and a lot of problems financially for this nation and worldwide. Is this? I'm telling you, is this an excuse to eventually move uh, to a digital currency reset on the monetary system. We already know if, Deutsche if Bank. Is you, ready, if I, we know why, why I'm saying this is Deutsche Bank has been ready to collapse for some time now. Major linchpin in the in the global uh, 
uh, economy. If Deutsche Bank goes under, it's going to be a domino effect most likely. There's a lot of shit going on here that people aren't taking into consideration is what I'm saying. Uh, the timing so, is quite it, suspicious. I have it is. To and say. I, I'm going to be the guy. I, I'm going to be the guy when they say, hey, you're, you got to go into quarantine. I'm going to go, fuck you. I've got the Neanderthal gene and I'm going to punch them dead in the face and try and get out of there. Right. Um, well, probably you're not going to have any because of it, because I actually know what I'm talking about here. You're not going to have any of the symptoms because you're going to be coughing and, and stuff like that. Um, but here, let, let me I want to I want to point out something you just said to cover this. Do you remember when and you guys can look this up? On, on YouTube, so it's not something I'm making up, but do you remember when Bill Mayer went on his show and said about that they wish that the U.S. economy, economy would collapse just so they could get 100%. rid of Trump? 100%. They absolutely will collapse the economy to get rid of Trump, 100%. I don't, remember, remember? I don't remember happening on a show with Bill Mayer, but Bill Maher, yeah, I do remember when he did yeah, say he that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he talked about it. He talked about it. He said, you know, he now could you you know up until the coronavirus hit in the the you know the stock market was going to thirty thousand it, it was you know now you you're just we're just sitting there talking as as regular citizens without that but think about it they have wiped out all of the equity in yes. Chinese markets have been wiped out we're not talking about the profit yet <clears throat> they they've wiped out a lot of the equity you know the Chinese have been hoarding. A lot of cash, a lot of, you know, the, the Ramibi has is, is been, you know, um, been protected. But now they, they're having panics. Macau, where is, you know, if you, if you take a look at the at the casinos in Macau, their their numbers are down like, what, what 17, 18 percent. Right. I, I don't know. You know, Hong Kong is at a standstill and they're holding. Um, if you take a look at, at, and these are Chinese numbers, not my numbers, but these are coming out of China. Um, Hong Kong is holding 2.5 trillion in secured um, uh, debutante notes, or basically in derivatives. Yeah, and yeah. so you, you start. Well, you, well, no, no, no. The worldwide uh, derivative market's like five hundred trillion dollars, but you know, Hong Kong is holding just about three trillion of it. So, if you start looking at it from a, a, the, the easiest way, um, and they've said this in V, the the movie V as well, is the easiest <laughs> way. I, I, and I and I'm, I'm telling you. So yeah, you get it, going back to the beginning of the conversation. You got to let people know what V is. Not everybody know what V is. That was forty it, years it, ago it, almost. No, 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 no. V was a movie that came out where um, it, for it, Vendetta. V for v, Vendetta. Vendetta oh my God! Out. I'm thinking you're talking about the '80s series about the reptilians no, invading v, the planet. No, not the reptilians invading the planet. Um, Remember that though? That was a great little show on NBC. Anyway, go ahead. it was. It was a great. And that chick was hot. Yes. Um, yes. But <laughs> but one of the things that they said the easiest way would be to conquer. What if you could conquer a country with all its wealth still being intact? I, I mean, you think about that for a second and, mm. you know, going outside of the fact that, you know, you're talking about the, the research. If I if I wanted to target a group. Take their wealth, cause a lot of damage, but not so much damage that they would go to, I don't know, let's say a civil war or they would have a complete breakdown. What, what's one of the things that they're doing with the bodies? They're burning them, right? So now you're not taking up as much space. I mean, th those are some issues that you you've got to think about just as a 
you know, I don't know whether you want to call it a concerned citizen, but you, again, talk- going with the timing of it, man, Pat was just saying, yeah. you know, not just the Deutsche Bank stuff, but uh, I, I know they've they've called it something different now. It's not quantitative easing. It's these uh, whatever they're doing to inflate the economy. And that's about to end. There in- is no more quantitative easing. That's the that's the scary thing about well, it. Well, that's whatever those that's, are. They're that's, just supposed to end in April and then coinciding right. with all of this. And then honestly, I mean, you think about it, man, how right. we're, we're really starting to understand how much China has been integral to all of our systems from shipping to manufacturing to the global economy we're now seeing how shit that happens there affect everything else but i do believe it was manufactured um asymmetric warfare is taking place and and if you and if you take a look at it one of the things that that, that's happening is in in other countries where if you had a a normal outbreak if you had an outbreak of you know we're talking about the the new york where had a measles outbreak right that that followed a regular a contagion zone, a center, a contagion zone, and it spread out geometrically, right? Now, I mean, and and within that was also a, not forced, but it was a mandatory, you have to have the measles vaccine before you go into these particular areas. That's why people was also part of this beta test. And, and that's what, uh, and that's one of the things that uh, we were talking about is like saying, Hey, listen, you're sitting there going and, and, you know, we're, we're sitting there talking about, um, one of the things that, that we, when we talk about toxins and we talk about, um, you know, immune systems, it, it doesn't matter. You know, pathology doesn't really change from human to human. I mean, if I cut you, you're going to bleed. If you're type A blood, you're, you know, you have certain people you can get blood from zero. If you're type O positive, you get, you know, those things don't change. But when you study a disease, Usually it doesn't jump. It, it doesn't like it doesn't jump uh, contagion zones. It spreads out geometrically because you have the area that is um, the area where it's infected, then the area where it's incubation, then the area that it's spreading out. The the geometric progression of coronavirus in China isn't even following that area, and that's what that that's a why if you're looking at it from scientific model it's going um you know we're looking at it going hmm that that's a little bit weird so now when you talk about when you talk about you know this strain of of the coronavirus are you saying because when my crew my crew did a live sporting event down in albuquerque new mexico was that a month ago almost jeff and Almost yep. my entire crew got sick to the point we we flew but we did the show on Friday night, flew back Saturday. Sunday night it hit nearly all of us. And we're talking 30 people. Right. Uh, I got so sick when I saw footage from Chinese hospitals of people in convulsions and shaking violently. I was in my basement doing the same thing. I'd never been that sick before in my life as far as having that type of reaction. And my lungs sounded like two bowls of soup for 10 days. I mean, I, it was bad. It was, it was very bad. I had to have some very, very strong antibiotics. So are we saying that we cannot even catch it or that it's not deadly to us, George? It, it's not deadly. It's not deadly yet. But it's we can not, get it and get sick. It is some to people, some people deadly, right? 2%, it, it is some, 2% yeah, mortality it, rate? It, it is to some people. But here, here's the thing. Um, 
and the people that have that are studying this are, are you know one of the organs is has the uh, has the virus mutated <clears throat> and the problem with that is we don't nice. know yet um, we, we don't know um, and one of the things that, that one of the reasons um, to, uh, m- mutated from what to what because I heard it's already mutated from I, I don't know the nomenclature like like you said coughing in front of somebody's face a direct right. transmission or whatever that's so what would it mutate to that would be worse than what it is to now be able to be deadly Maybe to the someone swine, besides the, the it, people it would, the neanderthal gene the neanderthal gene one of the things that might happen is that it becomes a um a a virus that it, it, it that it, it becomes a virus that it it then starts tra- transcribing dna then, then it forms your RNA and then becomes, it, you know, changes the protein. Let, let me ask you so, then. So, I mean, just to be, um, however it was, Spanish influenza or whatever it was that took out like millions of people, whatever the, that year, I forget. What, what, what was? 1918, 17, 18, 19. There we go. So, what was the difference in that? Are we still talking the same thing as far as it hitting a particular genotype? Well, that one in, in particular was a lot of it happened because of it was following the World War Two. I mean, I'm sorry, following World War One. You had a lot of Americans that came over. I mean, you had, you know, after World War, um, you had, you know, viruses that were in the in the U.S. had came to Europe, vice versa. Right. So it, it could mutate. Here, here's a, here's the one mm-hmm. of the 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 one the one property that I haven't seen, and as a you know, like this goes back to research, I haven't seen it mutate yet into a a virus. That transcribes protein. Okay. And and because which means what? That, Help us out. I'm an idiot. Well, what's that mean? Because that... it's not as dangerous. That that's the thing. And it is if it becomes a, it it if it becomes a retrovirus, then it changes the RNA, which then changes the coding in the protein, which then means everybody's got to die. So <laughs> and for anybody, any everyone's got to die. Joining us live right now because people are watching live. Also, uh, the person talking is George Pardos, who is a research scientist and specialist in infectious diseases and, and well, uh, in, also the in, effects of chemicals toxins, on the human body, in, toxins, expert in, on toxins yeah. and their effects on the human body and cells. And so and just so, to give you guys a heads up. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in infectious disease. I'm, in, 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 I'm an expert in toxins. Okay. So, um, and then we're not going to talk about him being the master of the unicycle. That's fine. That's fine. No, I'm I look like a Russian bear, man, on a, you know, when I, when I do that. But one of the things that, that it hasn't done yet, it hasn't morphed into, like I said, a retrovirus where it then codes your protein. That would, that, that, then it would be time. That's the time to panic. That's the time to say, okay, we need to, you know, that right now, um, you know, the W, the World Health Organization said it's, it's 77,000 people with 2,500 deaths. I think that number is probably 150,000 with probably 20, 25,000 deaths. So, I mean, it, we, will, we will obviously see it in the numbers, but like I was, I was alarmed, like I said, about the CDC saying what they're saying now about, man, U.S. prepare for, for potential distractions. What, what will you look for in these official people's languages on not to want to create a massive panic, but still saying you should be panicking? Um, once they start quarantine, you know, once they start quarantining travel, you know, if they start, you know, the first thing you start doing is you start grounding flights. Um, you know, you start, start shutting down major airports, 
that you know that I mean, we are starting to see travel restrictions. We're seeing flights LAX being canceled. San Francisco. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, declaring. Yeah, but I don't. But do you remember when you know when I when I was sitting there talking about with you know on the um, on the debate with Dell, I said you know one of the things that that has happened in California, you have typhus and typhoid has already you know broken out out there because of the homeless people. Those right. people are going to be dead. I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm not yes. trying to be heartless. That's but true. The, it's Those true. people are, are going to be dead. If you're homeless, um, if you are, if you have any um, in San Francisco, um, the amount of people that are that because of lack of the the people that are homeless are, are people that mm. are going to be in the prime group to be. Mm. Um, uh, Old. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's what it is, dude. The, I mean, it's that that horrible. I mean, not that I'm a well, Darwin now, guy, and, but. And here's, Survival, ahead, of the, survival of the fittest. I mean, it's essentially what kind of it is. Well, here's one of the other things that too is that they're not. You know, if you, here's one of the things that that we we have said is that if you're using anti um, Clorox, you know, pick, you, you, don't use dial antiseptic. You want to use chlorine, anything that's chlorine based. Um, you you know, if you're traveling, Clorox wipes, wipe down. You know, where you're touching it. You know, don't bring your. You know. Uh, you know, don't bring your nose, you know, your hands to your face, you know, wipe everything away, you know, carry some chlorine wipes, Lysol wipes or whatever. That will kill the virus. It's not a very hardy virus to like a lot of people. It's just not. It's the people that are susceptible. Um, and if they've ever had, you know, if, if they have a weakened immune system, it's going to it, it is they're at risk. But, S- silly question. I mean, part of the yeah. part of the aggregate of the economy. How much do you think this is hurting? You know, all the Chinese restaurants throughout the, throughout the country. Do you think I don't it, know. I don't. If know. you were to guess, um, I mean, it's. I mean, I can't imagine people running out to chomp on some freaking <laughs> from General Sal right now. Well, I think what's going to hurt more is you know the, that the the Chinese are going to be able to export. Um, I think that's going to be. Um, that is going to be a problem. And, and here's here. Th- this is one of the things that they came up is in Iran. Um, they have a huge outbreak of it. And the Iranians, the Persians do not have. Did you see the health minister yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, Wait a minute. The, the, the Persians do not have the Neanderthal no. gene. No, oh, buddy. That's no, where you they, said it, it kind of cut off there. Aren't the Persians? Aren't Iranians technically Aryans? I don't want to get into that kind of. No, they're not. They're Persians, but the the Neanderthal gene cuts off in basically what is now modern day Syria, and it it and what it it doesn't go farther than that. It for some reason it stopped at like what you know. Let's say that there's a natural border mm. of the fertile you know the fertile crescent. Yeah, it didn't go. It didn't go past that now. Um, there is a, an you know, you can go online and take a look at the, at, you know, you, there's a, a DNA, RNA map uh, of the, that they've mapped actually where the haplog is of the, um, of the Neanderthal genes. And if you take a look at them, it, it, I hate to say this, <laughs> you can overlay the map. If you overlay the map of where the, the the Neanderthal DNA is and where it's not, the areas that are red are where the DNA, you know, where it's not. And, and that is yeah. it, and where, where the areas where it is very heavy concentrated, there's no cases of the coronavirus. 
So, um, and historically, where do you think that happened? That that delineation between those two genealogies historically, like I don't know, Roman time, you know, fall of the Roman Empire when the Saxons um, or no, you know when the barbarians it, came in, et cetera. Not barbarian, um, but you know I, what I mean. The Germanic the tribes, spread of Europeans, basically, wasn't it? I, I think once it, I, I think what what stopped it was 1100 BC. Um, there was a cataclysmic event in the Mediterranean, and whatever happened from before and after, a lot of mm, people died. It was a reset, and, a big reset. Yeah, and so people, um, the you know people just it, it just was you know like I said Google it, it's the dark ages of the Med. Yeah, something some worldwide cataclysm happened, and we we stopped migrating or stopped moving in the in the way that happened. That that is also where it was the rise of the the Western culture in Greece, and you know Hellenism, but a lot of the history that we lost um, was prior to 1100 BC. Then we had like a big reset, um, and the other thing that happened is that once the um, you know the 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 burning of the Library of Alexandria, we lost yeah. a lot of our history. So we don't know what. Well, even within that time, you know, whatever it is, 476 A.D., the fall of the conventional Roman Empire and then the rise of the right. Holy Roman Empire, which was Byzantium. You're still talking about that same region right there of where these kind right. of genealogies could have mixed and then kind of fallen off and really separated moving into right. and, the 20th century. And what happened is even even if you take a look at, you know, you take a look at, at what happened, you know, genetically. Um, after after the Black Plague, you didn't see Europeans migrating towards the Silk Road. You you most of them stayed in Europe, Northern Africa. Once Columbus discovered the New World, the, our genetic makeup started traveling to the New World and stopped going, you know, to you know Anatolia. And once we got here, one of the one of the things that happened to the American Indians was that. When, once horses came to the New World, to the North Americas, once pigs came here, that transferred a lot of, yeah, bi, you know, biodiversity that they had never seen, wiped out a huge amount of the Indians. And it's and, and it it's a, interesting, honestly, when you bring that up. I mean, you it, it's it's interesting to see how that's in the right word is inculcated or whatever over generations and generations. Some people die, but other people develop resistances to it. And right. I think. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. I didn't even and, think about and, all of that, like the livestock that came over that was foreign to here, like you said, horses. And that's or... why I said we, you know, we we had zoonosis, and you got to remember the the Europeans, what you know, the Black Plague that that didn't. You got to remember that the yes, the Black Plague killed a lot of Europeans, but a lot of Europeans weren't affected by it. So if you take a look, it, it, think about this for a second. Wow, I would love um, to get that genetic break, or you know, that breakdown. Of how or well. got sick, or got sick and survived and built the immunity, right? Yeah, yeah it yeah. built the immunity. But you take a look yes. at, 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 you know, mine and Pat's background. We come from the Baltics. They, we are one of the hardiest, you know, DNAs. Uh, you know, you take a look at Croatia. You know, what is modern? You know, what was Yugoslavia, but now was you know the Yugoslavians. The, the you know the Slavics and all of them, they, um, you know, are we're susceptible to sickle cell anemia, or thalassemia, but we're not susceptible to a lot of the other diseases that plagued Europe, and so which one weird of the, sickle cell supposedly you know an African American 
Uh, no, no, it, it's thalassemia. It's a, it's a, it's a much different oh. version of sickle cell. But I'm yeah, sorry. we'll but, survive pretty much everything else. But that, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll survive us. that. But if you take a look at it, if you take a look at the at the Balkan, you know, the 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 Balkan, and the. Jorge. Seem to have lost Jorge for the moment. You take a look at the people that survived the Black Plague. They had a, a, a resistance or immunity that once you know, once they left and once they left and went to the New World, a lot of that was transferred here. And the people that stayed behind, you know, kept the immunity. They had kids, so you know you got to you you got to remember that pathology in, in the human system is stays the same is that you know up until recently up until the last 50 or 60 years um if you didn't have a hearty gene you died and that i mean honestly we've completely not song gone not gone hugely sideways but it's just so interesting to understand genetics and what we're talking about as far as our genealogy and how certain things might affect us and not other people then you get into epigenetics and that whole kind of metaphysical kind of aspect of how Genetic memory is passed down, not metaphysical, but yeah. Southern memory. Yeah, cell memory. Dr. Bruce and, Lipton, and how is, is your boy? And this is one of the things going back to, to Dr. Chu and the HLA, the human leukocyte antigen. One of the things that he has, has shown is that the mother, and one of the things that we have, we have seen is if, if the mom is not as much on the dad, and, and I don't know why this is happening, but if the mom has been um, more resistant to certain diseases, she passes that on to the male, but not to the female. How regular is that? Is it? And that's within the mitochondria, isn't it? Isn't our maternal right. stuff kicked down from? The, so yeah, I mean, so if a mom has been, if a mom, so that's why you rarely. That's why one of the things that you rarely see is if. And, and this is going I, – I, I can't say this not technically, but I, I'll say it as, as Barney Styles as I can. <laughs> what, this, is, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why you have higher instances of autism in males than you do in females. And it's because that gene is – the mom attacks that gene. And so, fe, you know, you have higher instances of Arsberger's in females than you do in males. But it, it, it's that, that is one of the things that that has came up in research in recent years um, is the immune system of the mom affects boys and girls much differently. Interesting. Um, okay. And and that that has been you know that's one of the articles. If you guys are interested in reading this and any of your listeners, all you got to do is listen. Uh, just Google rheumatoid arthritis and autism. And there's some scholarly articles that explain the transfer process. And again, I'm an idiot, but don't doesn't uh, females or young girls' uh, blood-brain barrier develop slower? So all of that kind of vaccine stuff affects them and gets them quicker and sooner. Like you're saying, does that have anything to do with yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, and then you know the they the way that females process choline, which is a branch chain of amino acids. Um, um, the, the way that females process choline is a little bit different, also. So yeah, I, I mean. Again, it's you know going back to a lot of research is that one of the things that is that has been possible with the human genome problem is the fact that we are able to 
go to the alleles and see which allele carries what gene. Uh, and know, it, what, is that not project something like almost what we call the force here, you know, on the show? It could be used for ill. Yeah. Like I said, you can dissect it to the point where you can create these genetic specific bioweapons or you can fucking mm-hmm. cure anything almost. I mean, not anything, but you, I mean, you, when you start creating other people in the future, you can start removing genes that. that... Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's one of the scary things that has been said by. Um, certain scientists in North Korea that have escaped, that they've said that, uh, you know, the North Koreans have cloned people, which is a scary... You, you know, know they that, have, dude. When they were showing us the freaking sheep 20 years ago, just like when they right. gave us Atari, you knew they had freaking Sony, dude. Come on now. Right. So and let's... They, let's let's uh, not to... I'm trying to steer it back. Yes. Um, because... It, we're getting off into a lot of other right, but areas. a lot of conspiracy that, 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 farm, bro. That's what people, we do. It's what we do. We we've talked about this stuff before, but a lot of people, you know, who might be coming in late or or whatever, they're not going to understand why we're here. But it goes back to this, Pat, and it goes to Jeffrey. Is that yes. genetically, we are, we're at a point now that we're we're crossing a line where we can bioengineer weapons to, to target certain um, genetic you know, groups certain genetic groups right and which and this it, virus is and and this virus has and if, like i said <sighs> and, and again if you if you if you just all you got to do is you you guys have you know the ability to google take a look at at the map of neanderthal dna and there's a, a there's a neanderthal dna project just overlay the maps where the neanderthal dna is heavy no incident. Very one or two, it's like one or two instances of of coronavirus, you know, coronavirus where there's none of it. It is it, it's Everywhere. lit up like a like a Christmas tree. Right, right. Now, if we go to back to the geopolitical and political part of this stuff, um, so far we've had two cities, San Francisco and Los Angeles, declare states of emergency. I haven't now, heard the Los Angeles. Orange yet, County, Orange it, County today. Orange County. But I, I want to watch this closely, and I want everybody who's listening to this episode to pay attention to the pattern. And if it continues, um, that liberal uh, mayors of liberal liberal-run cities start declaring states of emergency and shutting down the economy and everything else, is this at least the the fall panic that's going on here because the vast majority of Americans have the Neanderthal gene? Is this just? to collapse the economy, collapse the stock market, and get rid of Trump in terms of that. I mean, you know, I'm just throwing that out there for us to pay attention to and follow because, as I said before, they're burning the, the, the physical cash. Is this a eventually go to a digital currency situation? Well, Look, they can justify 92%, that stuff. They can 92, justify But you got to think about this. 92%, as of today, 92.6% of the world's uh, currency is digital. And and so that is um, that is something you got. to And think I'll about. say the same thing I've been saying to Pat for the last several months, if not longer. They need to get rid of a lot of us to bring in the new stuff, because it's literally it's always been about control. But the, the level of digital control that they're going for, Judge Dredd style, <laughs> sustainable development, pushing us all into these mega cities, it's uh, yeah. it's going to be fun. Well, Agenda twenty one. Buckle up. Agenda Agenda, Agenda twenty one. If you take a look at it, if you for really do. If you really talk about this, I mean, you, you look at it from a, a genetic, you know, um, I think that they, you know, one of the things with, with, again, you go back into pharmagenomics, 
is the fact that if you wound up being able to have, um, let, let's, you know, let me talk about Henrietta Lacks for a second. Um, and Who she was, was this that? black female. Um, she died in 1951. She was but a it's, test subject. Yeah. Um, it was called the Hella, it, it's the Hella cell line. Um, the, she was a test subject. They used her cells to basically come up with some, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, it was it, it, to, to cure diseases based on her cells, and she didn't know. But here, what happens? What? Let me let me give you a, 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 a not a hypothetical, but this is going to happen down the road. There's a human walking amongst us. I don't know who he is. I'm, you know, whatever that guy's name is. Let's let's just call him. You know, um, I don't know. Let's just call him Zeus Four. Okay. Um, he has an antigen that is present in his system right now that is probably going to be able to cure cancer. I don't know who that guy is, but I, I'm going to guarantee you that person exists on this planet somewhere. And what happens if, you know, you have a, a pharmaceutical, you know, or a pharmaceutical company that patents his antigen because it kills cancer? Because there are some people... There, you know, there are places in the world where nobody gets cancer, or the, the instances of cancer are so low that they just don't even show up on radar. Um, there's a place, you know, there's a place in Italy. You know, we talked about this before. They have an antigen that stop. They can eat fat, cheese, sausage, and everything. They don't get any heart disease. Um, George, you're 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 a comic book guy, right? You like X Men. Right. Yeah. The X-Men yes. one. Do you remember when Magneto, his whole thing was trying to genetically change everyone through his little orb of energy into mutants genetically. But there was this one kid who held right. a particular gene that would prevent that predictive programming. Yeah, I mean, they are. And, and here's here's the here, like I said, you know, you, you take a look at they've been doing this for, you know, 70 years. I mean, Henrietta Lacks, their her cells have been used to fight cancer. I, I guarantee you that there's a somebody out there, like I said, Zeus, let's just call him Zeus or Apollo mm. Apollo the third or whatever, that has mm. a certain antigen or has a cell that fights pancreatic cancer. Or a region uh, or a region that they might have to right. go at war with because they know these people. Do you, do you, are you familiar with the whole RH stuff, RH plus yeah. negative? What are your yeah, thoughts RH about that? And the whole Atlantean it's, descendant. I mean, are you, are you with that at all? I don't. I don't. I don't follow the Atlantean. I don't. I, but the RHA, the RH1 negative gene possesses some properties that are really, you know, that are, are some healthy attributes. And so, I that is, like I said, the HLA. Where when Dr. Chu studied that, he, that's one of the things he he points out that RH1 RH negative blood type has some really cool properties to it is the best way I can say it. So and, I want to go ahead. Sorry. I thought you were done. Um, and there's a, a group out there. Um, now there's one blood type. There's RH negative. There's RH positive, And there's an, a, a six, only 61 people have been targeted with this is RH null blood type. Have you heard about this one? No, sir. Okay. If you're listening to this and if you're a, read it up and it is 
it, there's only 61 people on the planet so far that they have identified. There, it's RH. Um, it, it's called a golden <clears throat> blood. They don't travel much because they can't. If, if something happens to them, um, you can't give them a blood transfusion. They, ha they have to store their own plasma, their own blood. And there's 61 of them on the planet right now that we've identified. And it's RH null. That that's their blood. And, what region? What region do these people come from? Um, it it is. Um, well, are these Basque? Are these the Basque? No, 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 no. They're they're not Basque. They they come from RH is RH is from that Basque. Uh, yeah, northern Mor Morocco, Strait of Gibraltar yeah, area. Yeah, it, it's okay. They say there are fewer fifty people, but it, you know, it, a couple of them have died off. But it, it's it is. Uh, there's only there's 43 people have have had it. Um, one of them is an Australian Aborigine, and but they're really weird. Um, they're really weird people. But one of the things that uh, that this has happened is they're they've studied one of the one of the persons that has this. Um, it's been able to fight off some of the, the, the cancers. It's the same thing with the, the guy that they just found a, um, is the, they found a blood type that stops pancreatic cancer. So I'm just saying I saw that, that, I saw that. Um, you're starting to see where there, you being able to, to, to dissect to the mitochondria, I mean, to the, you know, genetic level. And it is going to be, it's going to change the way we're, we're treating people. It's going to change the way that we're, that we're dealing with different diseases because people are carrying the antigens. And here's the thing, you can trace them. In, a, in the same manner that you can, you can find a cure, you can also find a vulnerability. Let me ask you, in this, well, I wouldn't even go back that and far. Then we, and then we've got to take some questions because there's people that are okay. asking questions. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Kathy O'Brien said she's going on a cruise in two weeks. Should she even go? Said no one ever. Come on. Um, where is she headed to? Where? Where? Wuhan. Family trip to Wuhan, dude. Come on. It's a Griswold family trip to Wuhan. The Great Wall of China. Going to see the Great Wall. Probably not. No. Where? Where? Where is she going? Kathy, hurry up. Type it. I have a friend uh, who just had her year long. She had prepared for it. Trip to Japan canceled, but then they gave her a trip to Ireland and the UK and Scotland. I, I just wouldn't want to jump on a plane. They're petri dishes at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's a cattle car with wings. I, I don't know that I would. A cattle car with wings. <laughs> Seriously, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to hell. Um, um, I, at this point, I, I don't know that I would. Here, here's the thing: if you're if you're that worried about it, you're susceptible. You're over fifty. I wouldn't travel. I would stay at home. Um, it, you know, yes. it, just for the time being. At least, if at least, you have insurance, if you have insurance on the cruise, take it. Yeah, if, you're, yeah. if, if, if you have insurance didn't. on the cruise, take it. Um, what are some of the other questions that there, guys? Any any other questions out there for for George, our research scientist on the coronavirus and some of the other stuffs going on, whether it's political. Um, going to Mexico, Rotan, and the Bahamas, she said. Who to Mexico, the Bahamas, and where else? What, Rotan? Um, yeah, that's the Caribbean. I don't know that I would be as worried about the Caribbean. I mean, I think the Caribbean is a lot... Um, Caribbean's you know, a little safer, you think? 
Yeah, I, I'm not worried about that. Why I don't go know on that my they, youth? Why go on? Um, I don't know that I would, uh, you know, I don't know that I would worry about. Uh, Dude, you know, I don't go on. I mean, uh, my wife tried to talk me about going on cruises for 20 years. I won't do it. I won't get stuck on a ship just because of the, 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 the rotavirus alone breaking out on those things constantly. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it, you, you got to remember that, you know, like I said, if you are going there. Honduras. Uh, <laughs> like, you're going to show up like Marty McFly pulling plutonium, putting it in the DeLorean, like, <sighs> like, that's that's not fun for anybody. Let it, Like you said, let it cool out, man. Like, why would you Those even roll climate, the... Will, will climate affect this virus, uh, Pat Smith? Ooh, good question. I was wondering that, too. Say, say that last part again. Will... Uh, does climate affect this virus? Will, will it? Because they keep saying as it gets warmer in spring and summer, it's going to dissipate. Is that real? Oh no, it, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a a, a um, it's going to be a bigger um, what you call it? Bigger it, issue. It, well, it's a petri dish. You know, things travel faster in the summer. You got uh, you know you're going to have mosquitoes that are going to bite you. You're going to have all sorts of things, and and then I think that that it's going to be an um, um, it is going to be unbelievable um, to what what is going to you know what's going to ha happen. But at the end of the day, in game, if it's going to kill anybody in mass numbers, it's going to be people who lack this particular genotype, Neanderthal, and it's going to be more. You're going to see more deaths in Asia, yeah. South Asia, East Asia. Yeah, you're going to see more in Japan. The the the, the you know let's call it the Eastern Peninsula. Where it's going to be Korea, Japan, uh, that area, China, and that—that's where it's going to wreak the the biggest amount of havoc. And again, like I said, even you know, right now, you know, the the World Health Organization is at 2,500 people in China. That's really not a lot of people if you really break it down. I mean, it's just it's, you know, it, even it, let's say we believe the the World Health Organization and we don't believe that you know the the Chinese are, you know, it said 77,000 infected. Um, that's really not a lot of people if you take a look at them. And, and but you were Greece saying earlier about how some of the numbers didn't make sense to you as far right. as I, I'm just saying if if I don't jump down the rabbit hole like with Pat, let's just say I'm, I'm well, and, and then you know, hold on, man, coincide that with what we talk about. You know what asymmetrical warfare is when we say who I mean, and I'm not saying it is, ladies and gentlemen, but come on, it's not that it's not that. Um, mystical of a rabbit hole anymore. Well, when you right. got this, when you got Rod Rosenstein's sister, who was the the person who was blowing the horn yesterday, the horn of fucking Gundor about how bad it's about to get for the CDC. I forget what her last name is, but it's not Rosenstein. But that's Rosenstein's right. sister. I, I mean, right. I, I'm not saying just just keep put that and just keep it in the Rolodex. I'm not saying it's the be all end all, but I, you know, these guys, well, as we've said, said, even if even if you like, I said. Um, you, 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 you tie, dude, you tie a pandemic with an economic collapse moving into a presidential election. That's some powerful shit where not a lot of people yeah. die, but you could still use it from an optics optic standpoint. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can, you know, you could blame, you know, you could blame Trump. You could blame the administration. You could say, oh, look at, you know, I, I mean, the, the, you know, then the argument becomes from a geopolitical model is who do you, you know, who on the democratic side could even make this argument because every, I, you know, I, I watched the Democratic debates last night and they look like a bunch of drunk pandas. 
Dude, I, Bloomberg I mean, looks so—he looks so like un. I mean, he just not—he's not good with the. He's good with like reading off the top. He seems so rapey. He seemed like he's trying to convince somebody he could never How ever sleep with. At five foot two. I mean, but he just That's seems like he's trying to convince this chick he could never get to be with him. To be with him, he was just like. He's like a guard. He's like a garden gnome. I mean, seriously, he's like you know. He, I mean, he reminds me of the kid in. Uh, you know, the the guy that you go at the dojo that's the like the third, you know, the three stripe white belt that no one wants to roll with him because he's like a, you know, he has like zero athletic ability. Now, I'm not I, my concern of all the people that go in charge. My, my concern, the guy that scares me the most and um, that could become the Democratic nominee weekend is, at. Is Tom Steyer? Oh, he's one. He's <laughs> one weekend out of at because Bloomberg's already paid everybody off. I mean, after the day after, not to not to go into just strict political discussion here, but um, look, the day after the New Hampshire primary, uh, instantly mainstream. I was on a treadmill at 5 a.m. for God's sakes at the YMCA doing sprints, and CNN is already blasting uh, Mayor Mike uh, Bloomberg. Saying he's going to come on strong. He's he's going to come on strong. This guy's going to come out of nowhere. And I went, the fix is in. This guy's already paid off the CEOs of all these networks, and it's it's yeah, it's I mean, obvious. Seven, Otherwise, they wouldn't seven, start talking like that out of nowhere because he had, he wasn't even involved in it. Yeah, seven. You know, he, they said seven billion dollars buys the all the advertising in the election, and then you know what do you do then? Um, but I mean, could you know could he's that already make spent five hundred thousand? 500 million um, or 500 million. I mean, yeah, um, <laughs> could, you know, could, uh, could a pandemic do that? I don't know. And, and one of the things that they're arguing about is that, you know, you, you, you look at, you look at, like I said, epidemiology, could this get further and further out of hand? We had the Ebola scare before we had the, you know, the avian flu scare we've had them. And, and one of the things, like I said, going back to it, a lot of the, some of the diseases that we have fought die off re- relatively quickly. Right. It, it's just like, you know, the, the flu. The flu every year in America kills about 100,000 people. Now, in, in, a, in a country of 320 million, is that a lot of people? No. But when you well, go back to what you said earlier, when Pat, like or a while ago, asked you, like, so this is man-made, right? And you said yes. So then it's like, it, it where did be, it come from? It didn't it, just, it, like, you know... Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that that happens. If you're in a lab, and, and this is this is the two possibilities. This is something I said. When you're in a lab, you try to to recreate or you try to make toxins. Okay, you try to, you know, one of the toxins that we make, and I, I don't want to go into the 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 actual formula behind it, but we make a, a polyethylene. Doctor Mindbender. Well, we make a polyethylene toxin with a binder. Okay, I don't want to, and I, I don't want to say what the binder is because again it's it's protected information but we make a polyethylene toxin that has a certain chemical binder to it it is very toxic if i let that go into a let's say an area the size of let's say at a wrestling meet it would get 30 to 40 people sick if i weaponized it they they would you know they would suffer from smoke inhalation would they die from it? No, but it, it would be ra- relatively toxic. So if you, you, when you're testing certain products, you want to make sure that, A, they work. 
this guy comes up with a, you know, with the coronavirus is because he's say he's testing SARS. He adds one other compound to it or, you know, changes it. Jeez, and, dude. you know, all of a sudden you've got, um, um, you've got else. a problem. You've got something else. And, and again, here's they happen to patent. And that they yeah. somehow that's have a, and that's the, into yes. Wuhan, China. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And again, a Harvard a Harvard scientist has been arrested by the United States government for carrying and doing business with Chinese intel folks. Uh, you know that that's just one leg of this whole thing. The the fact I, that we have these these bioweapon labs that encircle Eurasia that we have perfected the the viruses that can kill based on DNA. I just, I, it's, Fuck. look, if it quacks like a duck, walks like yes. a duck, you know, all of that stuff. Look, that's all I'm saying, George. Hey, hard is, head, yeah, hard I mean, head it, makes us, hard head makes a soft ass, motherfucker. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. this is. So, yeah. and, and is it possible that they, since there are probably what, 15 or 20 different strains of this virus, how many are there, George? Uh, five. As of today. There's only five. Is there one that was deadly to those of us who have the Neanderthal gene? No, not as of today. <laughs> that's not as, that's as of today. So if it starts, if, if, if it, 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 either, it either morphed, like you talked about, if it starts killing us, or they created another one in a lab and released it. One or the other. Yeah, right? I mean, and, and here's the other thing, and, and I'll say, and, and uh, you know, we can close on this, and then when okay. when when vx gas was in when they they came up with vx gas which is a which is kind of an offshoot of sarin it it was invented by accident they they weren't planning on inventing it so if if you are testing for vx gas or you you know you came out with something and almost um you know amoxicillin erythromycin and those, those drugs came because penicillin didn't work. Remember, you know that. So they were testing erythromycin and amoxicillin in a lab with viruses. I mean, it was, you know, so you add one one little branch, one little you know compound to a um, to a virus. It changes it changed, everything. It changes everything to you don't know what it looks like. Right. And I, I mean, it's, and, it's, like that's so, almost atomically. You add an electron, you remove an electron. I mean, it right. completely changes the whole nature of what you're looking at. And, and me, um, as, as and, we and part, again, man, let me, this was, and you got to remember, um, you know, you take a look at at VX gas. Um, it wasn't it 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 wasn't uh, um, you know it. It came up by it came up literally by accident. It wasn't something that we that we wanted to. Right. to so are you saying are you saying that this strain of coronavirus was an accident? I'm not saying it's it was an accident, but I'm saying that the guy that made it could have just been testing something. You sexist motherfucker! <laughs> Couldn't have been a woman. But see, Come I still can't now. buy that. I still no, no, can't no. buy I'm that because that he, that he was testing something. I'm saying that he he said, "Hey, listen, why don't we add." You know, because if you look at it under an electron microscope, it, it looks the, it, it looks almost the same as SARS. And all I'm saying is that if he was in the lab and saying, hey, listen, well, what would happen if you just took out this, you know, connector or, you know, yeah. this 
you know, let's add one more, um, you know, one more molecule of this or something like that to test it. Or the guy said, hey, listen, let's just change it in from SARS to COVID-19, which is the, the, the name. Um, and it's been around for a while. What, what happens is certain diseases we've killed off, like smallpox, come back and, you know, they're more dangerous. Measles come back and they're more dangerous. Le legitimately, nature does mutate that stuff. Even if we don't do it, right. it comes back mutated right. sometimes. And like I said, the, just, the, with, with the laboratory specializing in, in, right. and in it, like developing said, vaccines to kill based on DNA, I just, it's, it being an accident is a stretch I, Like I said, yeah. I don't think it was I an agree. accident. I think they, they got they got to playing around with stuff. Then it got released to, you know, somewhere it got released into the general population. Um, and they didn't know what the they didn't know what the result was going to be. And well, you know, and, and I, honestly, I would. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's, and, it's and easy. Honestly, I mean, you, you think about this and, and, and let's let's take both sides of this, you know, because let's play devil's advocate. And yeah. I'm willing to go down the rabbit hole. Um, the Chinese were one week away from going into Hong Kong and slaughtering a lot of people. I, I don't know what the number of people is, but let's just say it's a, a truckload. Um, what happens if, if they referring to referring to the protests that you were talking about that were going on for right. months, for months, for months? They they were going to send in military troops, squash it. There's going to be a lot of deaths. What happens if there's a guy, you know, let's just call him Wang, um, says, "Hey, listen, I'm going to." release this virus it's going to save my countrymen um kill you know, a few kill it's a going few. to kill a few but it's going to save my fellow countrymen in hong kong it's going to collapse or the, save the communist party or save the communist party or or let's go the other way um there's an article in the uh, atlantic that came out that they said maybe this virus takes down the communist party very good because people are very pissed off right now at their government yeah that's for sure they, and, and you, it takes down there, and all of a sudden, this guy, all he has to do is go to the market, because they've, you know, they've said where the where it originated. Uh, all you got to do is, you know, you take a look at the at, at twelve monkeys. You know, the the way that all one little yeah. file, you release it in there. You know, they blame the bats. Um, all of a sudden, you've got people. <coughs> yeah, hey, you know, you, you're sick. It. it starts spreading, and they don't know what it looks like. And and again. You're killing your own countrymen, but at the same time, we, you know, I, I literally, as we sign off, ladies and gentlemen, I am airing on the conversation we literally had almost 365 days ago where we right. were talking about a much right. smaller situation. It was measles in New York, and we said, let some bigger thing pop off. And it could right. easily become mandatory. In fact, and that, of course, that's not where that we're there yet. But and again, so many of our other conversations here on the show asymmetric it, it's going it's going beyond right product. left it's asymmetrical warfare as we talk about right left you know this and this it's a global war man it's literally a global war that's been taking place for a very long time and we, we cannot discount and go back to our episodes on the one belt one road china is a freaking dragging that dragon that is it's building Bringing china to it and if you go it, to if you go back to the big new Brzezinski's, the big new Brzezinski's introduction to his book, The Grand Chessboard, and he was right. instrumental to so many different foreign policies throughout generations. He said, We will not allow for any country to rise in Eurasia 
any kind of global power that will force that will face us legitimately in Eurasia, Europe and Asia. So and again, we, we have to we just at least enter this into the possibility. It could be some real shit. It because could be because they're eating bats, like they say. But when they came out with the bat soup scenario, I laughed. My well, I mean, off. and I did too, but I'm just saying, but that's, that's what fear but, does, but bro. Again, and we've talked about to, fear. This is, go- you entertain that shit. You're like, dude, and, and whatever it is you need to do, just get it away well, from me. Zoonosis, but here, you know, you think about that and, and maybe you don't entertain that idea, but with Zoonosis, that makes it easier to spread. Zoonosis? So I get that. I get that, and, I get and, that and part. That- but this strain, mm. you've already confirmed yourself as a scientist that this was created in a lab. Yeah, this one wasn't. This isn't. This isn't naturally occurring. This is like that right. anthrax strain after nine eleven, where they were able to again, trace like it to Fort Detrick, Maryland. From a bat. Yeah. It didn't come from a bat, and the only reason right. I think that they're saying that is because, again, you're able to transmit it through zoonosis. You're able to transmit it through animals. So right. what happens if, if yeah. what happens if a guy just goes and you know, like I said, you know, um, and again, it, it's. This is what, I, again, when, it, when it, we're studying this, when we're looking at it, it just doesn't look right. And, that, and, that, and when something doesn't look right. Well, and that's start... almost the beautiful thing. These uh, biological forensic footprints almost. I don't know if you guys heard what I said, but we knew through the anthrax stuff that was sent to Tom Brokaw that it was sent from a particular spot in Fort Detrick, Maryland, et cetera, just through that particular. I don't know if the pathology is the right word, but you could trace it back. And that's the same thing with a lot of these things we're talking about. You can trace it back through the genealogy, what it's all about. Right. Well, there's a, and again, if you guys want to um, look, there, there's a, a, a in, in, um, read up on, do you guys want to study more about this, about biological weapons and the guys that have developed it, read up about Mark Schwartz from the University of Stanford. Um, it's, it's, he he's outlining the the blueprint on this uh, is play by play, um, and he wrote it in nineteen. I'm sorry, he wrote it in two thousand one when he was saying about you know weaponizing anthrax, smallpox, and this. And he's he was at the university again. Uh, ch- check out who my man George just said. Check out our other episodes we've had with George because he's going to be linking back up with uh, Mr. Dell Bigtree. Please, ladies and gentlemen, so check I, out. Hold on, I hold on, hold on. Pump the brakes, my man. Check out the last couple episodes we've had with Diliana Gaichanjeva where we talk about these genetic-specific bioweapons. George, go ahead. I'm sorry, my friend. So I, I want to close. You know, I, I know we've covered a lot of area, but this is um, this is where on um, – I want to finish on this, and then we could, you know, talk about this. On May the 4th – Yeah, 4th, do a culmination for us here. A yeah. summary, if you will. Summary, on yeah. May the 4th, we're having a va- an HPZ vaccine safety symposium. It's called Informed Decision. And I, I got invited to this. It's at the Ohio State at the Ohio State House Atrium in downtown Columbus. And the people that are attending is one is Robert Kennedy, Andrew Wakefield, uh, Judy Mikovitz, who's a Ph.D., James Lyons-Weiler, Shannon Powers, Destiny Maynard. And, and I, I got invited to this. Is they, Del Big Tree? Is Del going to be there also? Yeah. I, they're they're trying to get him there too, okay. uh, but you know. So, um, please, we, co- dude, bro, please shoot that. Do whatever you can if we can help yeah, in any way. Because yeah. I mean, honestly, so, we need to add that content we'll to what that. we're what you know to what we're doing here. Because, yeah. bro, you I mean you're a central part of all of this. Thank you. So I got invited to the symposium because they, you know, some of the things that we've actually been 
reaching out to certain um, – we've been talking to a lot of – whatever you want to call them, basic research scientists, and we've been bringing up some valid points. And they – so we got invited to this. And one of the things that that we have said to everybody that's that I've ever had a conversation with, I want – I want to be able to, to present you with science. I don't, I don't want to, yes. to say, you know, that it's, you know, um, I don't want to, to come up with set of science. I don't want to come up with, you know, Becky like said, or Brenda, who, are, who is it? I, no, 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 not Becky. Becky is Sir Mix Lot, Brenda or Karen, Brent, you know, those are, but I feel you though. Again, science. That's what really, that's what people want to hear. They don't want to hear speculation. And, 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 I don't want to have, you know, speculations, but, you know, like I said, is there, is there, um, uh, is there a space for homeopathic medicine? Of course there is. Nobody is, no, no one is doubting that. No one is saying that, but what, what I I don't want to say, you know, essential oils is what's going to, you know, peppermint oil is going to cure staph infection. Hey, hey, hold on. I pump the brakes though. Cause I just pumped up two little bottles of peppermint oil today because it does wonders for me. When I tap them right under my nasal passages, dude, open me up a little bit, dude. Love. Oh, of course it does. It helps. Like it you does. said, it, it has its role. It's You're not going to track. And we're two hours into this broadcast. Hey, Let's go. come on. Stop. Pat. And, we're trying to save the world. A lot here. of it, but a lot of this, that one of the things that we have with that our group, has been working on is toxins and toxicity and how they've you know how they're affecting you know living cells and that's one of the reasons why they they invited us they invited me to go into this to to attend and what we've been trying to say to people is listen if we can get the pathology right we can get the science right to to people involved i think we can find a solution to some of the the problems that are coming up and again it goes and that's what at the end of the day that's what i'm trying to accomplish i i want to have you know i i want to have informed people i want to have smart people out there because yeah, for sure you know i don't want to have walnuts uh you know making decisions and <laughs> walnuts oh my god dude seriously it, it it's, i get you know, it i get there's a lot like you said there's a lot of pseudo, pseudoscience out there and that's what really i think keeps people from really being right when you talk about informed and, consent for vaccines or whatever it's hard to get real information and, and 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 i'll say this in closing if you're worried about it just locally what you can do in your house go get chlory um go get um clorox um, wipe, wipes, you know, the stuff that you're touching on a regular basis, spray down with a little bit of chlorine, um, you know, add one or two drops to your dishwater. If, if you're worried, you know, clean your, not, you know, the, the stuff that you're touching with your hands all the time, just, it, 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 if you're worried about that, um, sprinkle, it on, sign, sprinkle it on your cornflakes. Yeah. If, if, if at the first sign that if you have, um, you know, if you, it, what it looks like, if it does have, the you know if you start having respiratory problems if it you start coughing and it sounds like you're you know uh, rice krispies in aluminum foil um, <laughs> then you know obviously go you know go get medical help um, and if you're over sixty and you you have um, you have had problems with shingles um, you've got to worry you that that mm. is the people are susceptible but those are, you know, far. It, it, that's if they get sick. But uh, up until then, yeah, I, you, you know, I think it, it's this is going to be. 
in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about something else. We're not going to be talking about. So we're not looking the, uh, at the outbreak scenario with uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, Renee, whatever, back in the day when they firebombed no, the city. Cuba Gooding. No, not yeah. Cuba, it, Cuba Gooding. Sweet. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm uh, glad, man. Thank you. I mean, George, seriously, dude, I've. I mean, I haven't had too much anxiety because I knew they were going to be free- freaking us out about a bunch of shit. But the whole CDC thing yesterday, it just – it could be nothing, but they could easily f- flip the script and then be like, I, I don't they're know. doing their best. They're doing their best. Yeah, they're definitely well, freaking people out. Well, do you remember out. when – you know, last year when we talked about, you know, they had that outbreak at uh, Disney World. They had the outbreak. The measles, you know, yeah. The measles. They had the outbreak at the uh, – you know, what was it uh, – the you know and all of them turned at you know the the at the border the people were sick and it turned out to be a you know a basic uh but that's what i'm saying is uh, and, and i'm sorry i know we're done but is this not some kind of way to lull us and condition us into like i said a year ago literally guys a year ago we were having the same fucking conversation about the stuff in new york with the measles and yeah. here we are you know ramped up another level and it's just conditioned us to like All I'm saying is pay attention to the political map and how this thing runs. Well, and George, please, man, as this develops, and hopefully we have access to the Internet and we're not all shut down by the zombie squad, you come back on, dude, because I literally mean your your understanding of the pathology and the understanding of the biology and epidemiology, et cetera. In the next few months, some of the the research that is coming to light that we've we've shared with people is gathering attention because, again, they want us – you know what we've studied is toxins. We haven't we haven't gone out and done, you know we've we've studied the pathology on toxins, which is everybody. You know one of the things that I've argued with people before in this thing with, um, it's we want to create a predictive class of people that are susceptible. We don't I, for the people that vaccines work on the people that, you know that everything else works on. We don't care about them. They right. that's fine. Right. You don't worry about the 92% of people in the population <laughs> yeah. that it, that uh, penicillin is working for. You're worrying about the other 7 to 8% that it's not. Yeah, that's right. what we're, you know, that's what we've been working on. And okay. it just takes time. And, I mean, it's not, you know, um, I think, you know, we're, we're poised in the next year to make some great breakthroughs. Um, but you're you're not think, seeing any science necessarily do the whole dock and uh, I think it's dock and run to the hills. Like we're just not, we're not panicked right now. We're not losing no, our mind. Not, we're not panicked. I'll tell you when to panic. Um, all right. You know, yeah, I'll tell we'll you. To, well, you know, and we'll, I take we'll that, and I'm, that means something, bro. Seriously, because I mean, we yeah. all want to have somebody who's, you know, our Merlin back in the day, King Arthur. He had his little Merlin. Yeah. You're our, you're our epi, epi, whatever you're that word Merlin. is. Yeah, Merlin. Right, I'll tell you when to panic. I'll, I'll tell you when to panic, and we're not there yet. So epidemiological. All right. All right. All right. All right. George Pardos, well, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Milicic, This, I mean, we needed this, man, and hopefully we will do it again because, I mean, obviously the world literally is freaking out about this and travel schedules are being stopped. And as apparently from the CDC, we're supposed to be preparing for large disruptions here in the U.S. So don't let them start a false zombie apocalypse. Well, it is what it is, man. Be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, love you guys and uh, talk to you soon. Peace and so much love, everybody. Stay tuned. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there will always be more.